Hi, welcome to another episode. I'm Brian Maddox, the host of the Hard to Market Podcast. With me today is Rachel Gogos. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Brian. How are you? I am awesome. Thanks for asking. Um, we are here to talk a little bit today about your business uh, and how you got started and all that fun stuff and where marketing is going for you. Um, if you could uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, that'll keep me from making sort of embarrassing mistakes and getting it wrong. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll use that to talk about you in the rest of the show. Perfect. That sounds great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so I have a, a varied past, which I won't go into from a job perspective, from a professional perspective, not it's a personal perspective. It's all the tattoos and you <laughs> yeah. know, the, the hairstyles. I want all the pictures. <laughs> I'll send them. Um, but uh, where, where I'll start is just about four, 15, 14, 15 years ago, right after my second child was born, I launched an agency called The Brand ID and we're at thebrandid.com. Um, it's a personal branding slash web agency. And over the years, we've we've morphed into brand building of businesses, not just personal brands. Um, but our real bread and butter is building WordPress sites for thought leaders, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, authors, speakers, people who have um, essentially like something to say around what what their expertise is. The one common denominator in all our clients, though, is that they are not just about making profit. While that's important to them, they also want to make an impact in life and, and are purpose-driven in whatever it is that they're doing. I also launched a business called My Path 101 about seven, eight years ago, which is a website for high school and college kids to help them figure out what they want to do with their lives. Um, so part of my varied past is my degree in higher ed administration and my personal branding work led me to realize so many people took a wrong turn when they picked what to major in in college and then stuck with it and ended up, you know, in their 30s, 40s and 50s when we were working on their personal brand, sharing how dissatisfied they were with career choices earlier on. So um, given that part of my background, I just was like so motivated to start something for kids to ask them introspective questions and help them figure out who they are. Uh, so besides those two things, I'm also a podcast host like you. My podcast is called The Business of You, and I am a parent to two teenage girls and a great husband who is 100% Greek, just like me. Awesome. And um, I, I have to say, like, I'm super excited about both uh, the overlap of the, the brand ID and uh, and the MyPath thing. That's um, a sweet spot for me as well, because mm. I do a fair amount of work with kids, at trying to keep them from making the same uh, decision paralysis that I went yeah. through when I was coming up, which was like, you have to make this life-altering decision and it's a little bit more like play. It's a little bit more like a game. You're supposed to have fun with this. It's not supposed to be like, you know, by the way, you are stuck here for life. Yes. And and it sounds like your, uh, your businesses then overlap in a meaningful way, at least in terms of helping people find and bring their best self to the table. And that's mm -hmm. really exciting. Um, yeah. So how do you market that? That sounds really challenging. Yeah, it is. Um, so I'll start with the brand ID. Our growth has been completely organic over these last 14, 15 years. 
um, except for some partnerships and people who stumbled upon us through Google searches. But even those partnerships have been organic, meaning they just kind of came about by happenstance. I wasn't overly intentional about creating them. But we've always done really good work. Um, my team is exceptional at what they do, which I don't know how to do. But thank God there are just good people who know exactly what they're doing. Right. Um, I'm just the orchestrator at times. And and I think our work has just spoken for itself over the years. But I will say, you know, the last couple of years, growth has been a bit more flatlined um, or not as great as it has been in the earlier years. And so we have actually been investing a lot in ramping up our own sales and marketing efforts. Um, yeah, we're, sorry. No, we're I was going to say, what, what do you think... Um... What is the core to that effort at this point for you? What are your what are your angles that you're taking or what what uh, channels are you using? We're experimenting with a couple different things. So the the podcast that I launched a little over a year and a half ago it was certainly a marketing more of a marketing tactic for us. Um just an opportunity to get my voice out there and my own thought leadership and of course like share the platform with as many other thought leaders as possible and share their stories. It's social media, but mostly organic. I, I'm I, ca- I call myself a social media introvert. It really is not like second nature to me to be active on social. So on our um, business pages, there is a member of my team that does that, but everybody's really been um, hounding me, quite honestly, to get more active on my personal LinkedIn mm-hmm. profile. So that's an area I'm trying to invest some time in and come up with thoughtful things to say that don't feel markety, right? Because it's, again, right. just as much as I help people build their personal brands, it's, it's I, I understand their struggles because I'm just as much of an introvert as, as the people that we often work with. Um, and then we're just experimenting with some new sales tactics, like, well, sales slash marketing, right? So um, writing some new lead magnets and putting them out there in innovative ways. And then we'll be experimenting possibly with some workshops too. Gotcha. So nothing unusual. It's just, we didn't have to do it in the past to grow the business. And now we have to. Right. So um, uh, clearly as a podcaster, I, I, I love the fact that you're on that journey as well. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you're dialing that into the marketing that you're doing and into the BD, the rest of that conversation, what that looks like. Um, but I also want to hear a little bit more about your journey as well as a podcast sure. because that um, uh, I know for me personally, it's been a uh, a lot of learning. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Bef- and uh, happy to answer that question, but I just want to share a struggle that I had on my path 101 because it might be helpful to your audience. Mm. Um, when I launched that company, it was in 2015. The we had three different target audiences. Mm. It was parents, the students themselves, and high school and college administrators, and we were trying to sell to all three. And honestly, and I knew it kind of real time, but I thought we could get around it. That wasn't the best move because it was really difficult to speak to all three through one website. And we had done some uh, collateral marketing and I had spoke at some events around that program. But the the real challenge with my path was um, me being the primary salesperson and running an agency at the same time. And the sales cycle in 
universities and high schools is very, very laborious too. Um, so eventually I just stopped selling left and put the paywall down and just left the content out there for free. But last year I relaunched that because my daughter was a, a senior in high school and, um, a, you know, now in my house, I was seeing firsthand the exact reason I had created this website. Right. So it was literally like a passion of mine. I was working on it just after hours with one of my, my brand ID teammates and we rebuilt it and streamlined it. And we're actually just still figuring out the marketing of that. Um, again, like not overly intentional at the moment, but trying to work on some partnerships where we can get it out there in mass. It's a subscription model um, versus like the direct to, the direct to consumer route. So looking yeah. for partners that work with students that would be in our demographic. That is um, really interesting because I think you know, I run into this a fair amount, um, you know, and, and some of the consulting work that I do and uh, some of the work that my partner does, we um, run into these problems where um, there is an indicator that there is something to do or something that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. But how do you monetize that in a way that's productive for everyone in the exchange, right? Yeah. So just because there's a problem doesn't mean it's one that you can meaningfully solve. How do you come to grips with that? I mean, it sounds like you've identified that in this context, your target market was um, uh, obviously the three prongs of it weren't going to mm -hmm. work. Um, but how did you then kind of flow into something that um, turned into something you could monetize? Like right now, you mean yeah. re redoing it? Yeah. Well, we decided to brand the site more just for students. So it's a little mm. bit more like hip, cool, and just appropriate to you know, to the like 17, 16 year old demographic on up to young 20s from a look and feel perspective. And then the partners were reaching out to um, are places that, like I said, they deal with students in and mass like tutoring centers or mm -hmm. consultants that work with kids to help them prepare their college applications. Like those are the partnerships we're seeking. So when they look at the site, it it's fine that it doesn't necessarily align with their what they would anticipate their look and feel because they know it's for for the students. So that, yeah, sorry, I just want to um, yeah, uh, I run into this a, a fair amount, right? So we run into it actually, um, interestingly, in like uh, karate schools. Mm -hmm. Karate schools have a similar problem, right? Yeah, the kids don't pay, the kids don't have the money. Yes. Uh, so they're not, they're the beneficiaries of the product or service, but they're not the consumers of it in a way. Right. So how do you deal with the fact that you've got to make it work for, for both, uh, for both of those things? Like it's got, yeah. it's got, you got to have to have to be able to solve that problem a little bit, or at least communicate the song. Yeah. How are you going about that? Yeah. It's very tricky, right? Because to your point, it's the same with this, you know, the price point is $19.97 per month, a subscription, like I said. Mm. Now, for any college student, that's like a couple of visits to Starbucks, right? In a month, yeah, yeah. it's really not that much money. Um, but again, we know most likely they won't want to spend the money on something like this. And that's why I'm more trying to do it through these other organizations or consultants where they could maybe bundle it into their offers that they have. Mm. Um, and it's very early stage. So it, you know, it's fairly experimental right now. Um, 
I did have on my show a founder of a very large nationwide tutoring company. And so um, you had told her about it. It was, it was in development. And again, just got to restart the process to, to start those conversations. Um, I recently had a podcast guest on who is very active in the workforce development world. And um, we were just talking kind of pre recording and I had mentioned my past, but not for any partnership reasons. And because I hadn't actually connected the dots in my head, quite honestly, because she ran, she runs a marketing agency and she became very, very interested in it. And so after the show, she followed up with me, has some ideas on how to bring it to her audience. And so um, honestly, seven, eight years ago, I was pushing so hard for this. I was so determined and this time around, because I'm really busy with the brand ID and some other projects we have going on there, that, again, I was compelled to do this for, for my kiddo. And of course, I want to sell it. Mm. Um, but I only have so much additional time to put into it right at this moment, right? right. So again, it's extremely well done. Somebody stumbles upon it. They pay the price. They're going to get quality content. Um, but it's it's the sales and marketing piece I really have to invest time into. Yeah, and so you you said something here that's that that kind of sews all this up for me though, and that is that you mentioned two different podcast guests. Yes, as part of how you started to go about solving uh, some of these problems, either yes. inadvertently or uh, maybe directly. This speaks to one of the things that I've discovered and, and at some length, and that is the power of the the network you're building through your podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, can you share more about that journey for you? Sure. Yeah, I love the podcast. So uh, another one of my jobs in my varied professional past was as a journalist. And I have always, always really loved hearing people's stories and asking them a lot of questions about their journey. It's just been second nature to me. I'm just very curious about people too. And um, and so with the podcast, it was something that had been on my mind for years and years and years. And I was always working on it in the back of my mind. And then some years back, I started, I had a client who was, um, had a very active and large podcast. And we became friends over the course of working together. And we started kind of brainstorming ideas for my show because I wanted it to be a little different. Of course, wasn't sure what the angle should be. Um, so it took another couple of years after connecting with her on it that I finally launched it. And, um, I've just really enjoyed it because it's an opportunity to meet, to your point about the network, just lots of new people that you wouldn't normally have a conversation with or interact with because they're in different industries or different parts of the country. Um, And again, it just kind of feeds my curiosity of what, how did this person get started? How did they grow their company? So I'm also learning a lot. And um, and I, I just enjoy thoughtful conversation too. So there's just this personal side of me that it's feeding to, you know? Yeah. And the, I don't know about you, but I mean, we use ours uh, in a lot of cases to just connect people together. Like, yes. Hey, who do you want to meet? Take a look through the list of folks that we've interviewed. If you want intros to any of those, let, yeah. let us know and we can make those work. That's been really a powerful place to sit as well, because when you become that connector, um, you, you gain some social sort of capital as it were. And when you ask for 
like, Hey, can you share this on your social media or can you do this or that, you know, whatever. Um, it usually works out reasonably well. So there's mm-hmm. just a, a ton of positive investment that's come out for us uh, yes. in that relationship development stuff. But I want to also hear a little bit more as a host. Um, I don't know about you, but my first couple of episodes were, um, uh, I left a lot on the table, let's say. <laughs> um, so, so tell me about your journey as a host. Yeah, no, I felt I feel the same. We just um, recorded our hundredth episode. It's a weekly show. Wow, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. And I I remember at the beginning, I would have my questions written out pre-interview, uh-huh. and then I found myself not being able to fully pay attention to the response of the guest to the question I had asked because I was trying to figure out like how do I bridge to this next question on my list, right? So I I felt like uh, that I, it just didn't feel right, you know. So after yeah. after I did that format for several episodes, probably too many, I just ditched that and let it be a lot more organic and dynamic. And so uh, you know, I certainly read about the background of of a guest and have a sense of what they're doing, but I almost don't want to over research it them either because I want to be surprised on the show and I want people to feel. I want it to feel like people are listening in to two people at a coffee shop, just having a conversation. That's the vibe I want of the show. Um, and so from a journey perspective, there's also a, one of my teammates um, works in Hollywood as an actress. Like she's trained as an actress. She's mm. She's gone to school for that. And so very early on, I said to her, hey, just be honest with me as you listen to the show, like give me feedback because you've got, done voice training and, you know, you have all like this amazing stage presence and and just help me out with it. So every episode, she'll send me a little PM in Slack and say like, this was great, but this wasn't. Or like, it sounds like you read your introduction today, just be more free and natural and like speak from the heart instead of reading it. Right. So I'm hoping it's improved. I think it has at least her name's Christy. She tells me it has, but, um, <laughs> you know, but I, I don't know. I, I can't really be the judge of it. So I, the, the other part of it, right. Is we know that there's business benefits, but are you enjoying it more now than you did when you first started? Yes, because I feel more confident in it. I used to get really nervous at the beginning. Um, almost like, I felt like I had to go into this like stage version of myself instead of just letting it be like, Hey, we're here to have that coffee together, you know, and, and chat. So I, I feel more confident about it. And so I, I am definitely enjoying it more. And our guests are people with bigger platforms, which is also makes it more interesting in the sense that like, again, it's really fascinating to hear their journeys and the behind the scenes stuff that they may not share elsewhere online. And uh, have have you found that um, your guests sharing your content has been productive as well to magnify your voice and exposure? Yeah, we do ask every guest to share the show. We give them a heads up. We give them a little swipe copy. Um, it just depends on the size of their platform and how heavily yeah. they promote it. And I do find that just like one post about something doesn't really bring much attention. I think in general, like people are overwhelmed by the amount of content that's that's out there over the last couple of years. Yeah. And um, and so I don't know how big an impact it's making. I think 
where it can really help and like instead of getting maybe more downloads, it might be, it might be, I'm not a hundred percent sure just about the association of somebody with me as the host, right? I'm curious to see how that impacts things long-term. Yeah. And I think the other part of the marketing conversation with things like podcasting has to be like, how does this, how does this really plug into like a nurturing program that you have where you can continue to, you know, evergreen or mature that relationship, progress it from like, okay, great. We've now known each other for whatever N number of minutes or hours and getting ready to record an episode. Now, how do we turn that conversation into uh, revenue or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, something where we can mutually deliver value to each other? Yeah. that process has to be more than just like, thanks, we published your episode. Right? Yeah, There's got to yeah. be more to that conversation. Yeah. What do um, you do for that, Brian? Is that so? Something- Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a, a great question. The things that we've done um, as of late have been um, the email uh, email follow on. So we sent a you know there's a new episode for the you know the show that you've been featured on. Uh, we also invite uh, guests to connect to each other. Like, hey, if you want to meet our new guest that's going to be released in this episode or whatever, let us know. Um, that process has been good. And we get some uh, uptake on mm-hmm. connecting guests with each other. But we also get essentially those guests that have been on the show um, now are sort of scoping out what's coming. Mm. Um, we're also now starting to to add additional nurturing content with like, here's some meta podcasting conversations. Like, you know, here's, I can get better at this or to your point, like throw away your list of questions because your, your, your guest deserves uh, that stronger connection. Yeah. Um, But those kinds of things are again, just helping us do some of that nurture. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll also, um, we do a ton of shorts, so we'll take any Mm -hmm. podcast episode, break it up in shorts and then, I'll drop or redrop shorts across social when um, I'm like, oh yeah, I was reminded of this episode, you know, n number of months ago. Um, like, there's no less than three episodes that I've been reminded, like, oh yeah, I talked to somebody that did something that's mm. very similar. I should bring them up, and and because you've become the connector in that context, yeah. um, the the kind of the entire environment just shifts and changes. You're there's a there may be a monetization opportunity, but you're doing this all to help generate that social capital, that goodwill mm-hmm. and trust and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. And it'll all work out kind of in the wash. Yeah. Cause when I do ask for that, like, Hey, do you know somebody who needs podcast production taken care of, or, you know, a dialed in strategic sort of podcast for their business, that conversation gets much, much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a great idea with the shorts. So you will like repost those months later. So yeah, depending to- on what mm-hmm. it is. Right. So like yeah. if we, we write, uh, we do a ton of articles for the website. So when we write an article, we will um, feature uh, a short from an episode mm-hmm. or a short from a conversation to help yeah. drive traffic back to the episode, which again yeah. gets them in the ecosystem. Right. Um, but so when I publish an article or, you know, we, our team publishes an article for the site, I share that out on social and then I follow it up with a short, like, Hey, if you haven't read this article, here's a short that's very, very similar to or related mm-hmm. content. Um, and again, it's just to help build yeah. the sort of connective tissue in the ecosystem as to any one piece of this doing all the lifting that never happened. 
pounds, right? Yeah. In the yeah. same way, you can't go to the gym and like lift the weights once and be like, okay, now I'm ripped. Thanks, <laughs> we're done. Um, it's the same thing, right? You yeah. have to keep doing it all. You have to turn it on and never turn it off. Yes. Uh, and the more you can get these pieces connected to each other, the better the outcomes. But yeah. I, I think that, you know, you're on that journey as well with the, mm -hmm. some of the connections you're making and mm -hmm. connecting them to the both parts of the business, I think is also um, connecting the parts of the business, the brand ID with the uh, the path, uh, my path. Uh, conversation. Yeah. yeah, the my path mm -hmm. is, is a, a real interesting potential as well, mm -hmm. because I think essentially you're going to nurture your own clients along mm. the way, which would be really cool. Yeah, it'd be great. I uh, like I look forward to hearing the story one day from you like, oh, yeah, so this was uh, one of our early my path users. And now we're building them a brand and we're turning it into, you know, this, that or the other thing to help them make this kind of change in the world. That's a cool story potential. I like that. Yeah. Arc. Yeah, it's an ecosystem that that was um, that's kind of the plan, right, in terms of of what was built. So we do have an add on for the college kids if they need just a one page website. So something to help them stand ah, cool. out and the, you know, as they graduate and enter the job market. So things like that. And it's interesting because like, you know, you and I've spoken now a couple of times and I've never mm -hmm. heard you lead the conversation with like, oh, yeah, we're web, we're, we're a web team the angle of that conversation takes you out of that commoditization problem that the web, you know, WordPress website builders have, mm -hmm. right? You now are no longer in direct competition for web design. You're in competition for access to people making a brand statement. And that's, that's a different sort of uh, conversation. And I like the strategy. I think that's, yeah. that's pretty insightful. Yeah. Though I do feel like even the brand part is starting to become commoditized as mm. of late. You know, I think there's a lot more people offering the brand building, like brand voice um, services too. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping that pairing the two together, the implementation, not just the strategy, because I always say strategy is great, but it's nothing if you don't do something with it. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll see. So um, who should reach out to you? How can we get them connected to the ecosystem you're building? Uh, uh, and where should they start? Yeah. So, you know, visit thebrandid.com. There's a contact form there, uh, which comes directly to my inbox, by the way, too. So, you know, happy to chat with anyone looking to, to build their brand. In terms of the who, you know, anyone from the high school, college kid to the thought leader, entrepreneur, you know, small business owner. Um, again, given that we have the two brands, we can we can work with with all of them depending on their needs, and we offer services at various price points. And then, if you want to reach out to me per more personally and more directly, you can definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn at Rachel Gogos. That's awesome, and you have shared a bunch of valuable insights today with our listeners. But uh, I kind of asked this on the way out, so. Uh, I want to make sure we give you a shot to answer the same question. What are the three biggest takeaways you've had in your journey uh, to become the you know multi-business magnate that you are? Uh, three biggest takeaways. I would say I lean on my faith, quite honestly, more than ever. Um, when things get a little sticky, you know, whether it's um, personnel changes or need a little uptick in business. I I honestly pray about it too, that, um, you know, the right people come our way. That's one. Um, persistence, just like 
keeping my eye on the long-term goal and remembering why I started this 14, 15 years ago. Cause there are definitely some days where I'm like, huh, why did I, why did I do this? Right. Um, but again, just remembering that I am here, you know, in my lifetime to make an impact. And, um, actually I found something out interesting about myself not too long ago. I, I went through a process called the dig and the dig was started by a woman named Erin Weed. It's a really cool process and it helps you identify your core operating system and your purpose is identified in one word. And for me, my purpose, my one word is limitless. And which I would have never, ever guessed had I not been through this like multi-day process. But it just like completely made sense for me because I'm here to help people be limitless in whatever their journey is. I I actually don't love being a front man. You know, I don't, I'm not a limelight person, but I love helping people figure out what they're here to do and then bring light to them, you know, to shine on their journey. And then the third thing I would say is really being aware of mindset. Um, I've heard that over and over. And honestly, like reflecting back again on, on the many years, sometimes I think I've been my own worst enemy in the sense, again, like this, like aspect of my personality that is a little bit more on the introverted side and, I didn't want to put myself out there. And um, and I think it has definitely stunted growth at times in my professional, like on my professional journey. Mm. So just getting, just really working on my mindset and remembering that my work is here to be of service to others. It's ultimately not about me. It's just being that channel or that bridge uh, you know, again, back to the the faith piece and the second, like my purpose here is to help others be limitless, keeping f- like really focused on those things. It's ultimately, it's, it's not about me. It's about how I can help others. You know, and that's, you raise a really interesting point there. The, it's very easy from the outside in to interpret the work of being in the media space as mm-hmm. being egocentric. And there are certainly egocentric players out there. And mm-hmm. the folks that go out and command uh, the room and they do it from an egoic perspective, like, yes, they're the visible players. Um, but there are so many people out here doing this kind of work, not to, you know, um, not to make themselves grand or whatever, mm-hmm. but to 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 like you said, bring light, to bring service to mm-hmm. to other people. And I think that's an important thing to remember as you uh, you know, with it, with whatever you're doing, right? Um, you may have to take the spotlight to then point it at someone else. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good way to to say it. Yeah, that's awesome. I I have uh, really benefited uh, personally. Thank you so much for this conversation. This has been great. Um, I definitely want to check in with you when when my path is further along. I want to hear how Thank that you. goes and what what happens to it. So let's circle back uh, and get another episode in here in a, you know six months to a year. I'd love that. Thank you so much, Brian. Thanks, Rachel. Hey, you? Yes, you. It's uh, 2024, and you don't have a podcast yet, or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, we will talk to you about that, uh, for free. We'll help you figure out, uh, where you might be stuck. 
uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.